to the Dynasty Pros Fantasy Show, where we talk all things fantasy football, from player news, rankings, projections, and even trade advice. Everything to help you win your fantasy football league. And now, your hosts, Bob Miller and Tommy Harvey. What is up, everyone, and welcome to the Dynasty Pros Fantasy Show, brought to you by DynastyProsFootball.com, your source for all things Dynasty League football. I am your host, Bob Miller, accompanied by Tommy Harvey and Levi Ellis. We just want to thank you for making us part of your day. Guys, how are we doing tonight? We're Seem to be doing just fine, man. <laughs> well, we finally got we got week twelve over with finally earlier uh, with the Ravens and the Steelers game, so now we can kind of move on to week thirteen finally. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> well, true, true. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But uh, yeah, we got everything over with today with that Ravens. Gosh, that was just a shit show from the beginning since uh, since Thanksgiving and. You know, with with the COVID news and everything, and and just people are just getting so pissed off. You know, Steelers fans, Ravens fans, just NFL fans in in general. But um, looks like they've we've got it behind us now. Um, for the most part, um, we got out of uh, this week without any real serious injuries, with the exception of Bud Dupree. I hate to see it. I am a Ravens fan, obviously, but uh, I hate to see someone get hurt in their season end. But it looks like Bud Dupree tore his ACL uh, earlier today in that game. So, uh, you know, prayers out to him. We wish him well um, and hope that, uh, you know, he comes back stronger than ever next year. So, Well, that's really going to have a big impact on their defense, too. You know, I, I was thinking the same thing because T.J. Watt's just a monster. I mean, he really, really is. But I, I'm thinking from here on out, you know, it's, we're going to see some double teams and possibly even some triple teams when it comes to uh, to TJ. You know, what do you guys think? I think they should have already been double and triple teaming that dude. He's a beast. <laughs> yeah. I kind of wonder if they're going to try to use Stefan Toot in that type of uh, in that type of role, but I don't, I don't know if he's able to or not. Yeah, I don't know of. Uh, I don't know if they go out there on the uh, you know out there and try maybe bring in a free agent or something like that. Um, pass rusher. I don't know of anyone really out there that uh, would be worth bringing off the street. I think it'll just be next man up. And with that defense, you know, like Bud Dupree is a damn, damn good p- pass rusher, but I think that defense is going to be okay. They're, you know, they've got elite guys all over the place and just the presence of TJ Watt. And if they want to go ahead and, and, and double team this guy and really shift their focus on him, stopping him, then that's going to open things up on that other side of the field for someone else to kind of step up and, you know, make some key stops or even some sacks, you know, disrupt the play. So I guess we'll see from here on out. But if you do have the uh, Steelers defense, they've been a probably the best, I think the best defense to have all year as far as fantasy. So uh, and they probably take a little bit of a hit with this, but um, I wouldn't freak out too much about it is what I'm saying. Man, that sack that uh, Cameron Hayward had – earlier today where he just kind of ran into RG3, just knocked him down. Was, he, he didn't even realize he hit him, I don't think. Yeah, yeah, he was looking around for him, and he turned back around, and he's like, oh, I guess, uh, yeah, yeah, have a sack. <laughs> <laughs> he really, really did. He's like, he's looking for someone, and then, oh, there he is on the ground. So, yeah, yeah, that was, uh, that was an interesting game. Hey, Baltimore hung in there, you know, played tough, but, um, you know, 
I, I think a lot of people thought it was going to be more of a bloodbath, uh, me included. So, um, you know, whatever. I'm just glad that, uh, you know, everybody made it out of that game pretty uh, pretty clean and didn't, didn't get hurt with the exception of Bud Dupree. It could have been worse, especially given uh, people not being able to practice and whatnot. So, yeah. I mean, I tell you, I'm, I think I'm going to start a petition to have Trace McSorley be the uh, starting quarterback for the Ravens moving oh, forward. Oh, come on now. Pump the brakes, <laughs> Pump the brakes. <laughs> Pump the brakes. Yeah, but well, you know, he made uh, Hollywood Brown look relevant for a second, didn't he? Holy yes. cow. That's kind of something Lamar Jackson hadn't been able to do. <sighs> yeah, yeah, they just played way, way back. They didn't want Hollywood to get behind him, and then, uh, you know, he just shook that dude, and that was it, you know? So, you know, hats off to him. It was nice to see him break one off for a change, but uh, I don't know if I would be expecting too much of that, to say the least. Um, not a whole lot of NFL news to really go over. Uh, a couple of things that really stick out is, listen, I mean, unless you've been living under a rock or not been looking on Twitter or anything like that, Will Fuller got suspended for the remainder of the season for uh, performance-enhancing drugs. Um, that that kind of sucks, but maybe that explains why Will Fuller has been healthy this year for a change yeah. and you know not uh, not been hurt. So. But, I think it definitely explains it. <laughs> yeah, but count on him, no matter what. There's he's gonna find a way to miss a shit ton of games each season. So uh, yeah, I hate that because I'm a, I'm a Notre Dame guy and I like Will Fuller and he was having such a good good season and and helping a lot of fantasy teams out there. So I hate to see that crap happen, man. But um, I think it's really gonna affect that team. I mean, who steps up? You know who. Uh, you know who get is Brandon Cooks going to get a lot more targets now? Is Jordan Aikens going to get? I, I read something today saying that Aikens was going to line up a lot more in the slot. You know, and and seeing what what Deshaun Watson has done this year, he's never passed to the slot. He's always th- chucked it downfield, but this year he's made some changes and he's made people like Randall Cobb and Kiki Kuti. I mean, he's made these guys fantasy relevant. And we might be able to see a little bit more out of Jordan Aikens now. Well, I've got a name to to watch out for also, Isaiah Coulter. He is a uh, he's a young he's a young receiver. Um, he he's going to get more playing time now. Yeah, that's exactly the same guy I was going to mention. Isaiah Culture, fifth round pick. Uh, I think he's out of Rhode Island. He's a guy that uh, I'm I was excited about during the draft just because I didn't trust Will Fuller to stay healthy. So I'll be curious to see what he does. And, and Kiki Kuti seems to have some spark when he when he's not hurt. So we'll see how long that lasts. Yeah, and, and they cut. Uh, Kenny Stills, you know, like yeah. a week ago. So I'm pre- pretty sure that they uh, regret doing that now. But hey, it is what I don't it think is. They do. Well, yeah, I don't know. We'll <laughs> see. You know, it just it opens up a lot of targets. Um, you know, for uh, for that team, and they've been playing from behind quite a bit. So um, you yeah, know, they could gonna... start throwing to the running backs more too. You know, they do have if David Johnson does come back. You know, they've got that 21 day window right now. And of course, Duke Johnson. If uh, they start lining some of these guys up outside, they can catch the ball. Yeah, I agree. I, I absolutely agree. Well, just that's that's yet to be seen. You know, we haven't seen a whole lot of that at all this year. So, uh, no, and we, we really, really expected that. We thought that these guys were going to get a lot of uh, a lot of receptions, which is going to make them very, very, you know, tasty when it comes to a PPR league. But that, that just hasn't hadn't happened. All of them's been a disappointment, you know, so For far. Sure. Those running backs. So, um, I'll tell you, talk about a running back that uh, has been a disappointment, and then. Not a disappointment, and then a disappointment again, and not a disappointment again. So, and, and and that's Ronald Jones. But I love the news that I see what Bruce Arians said that is that Rojo needs to have at least twenty touches a game. Um, you know, a lot of us were worried about Leonard Fournette. I think everyone should have been, 
and and you know he's the better receiver and and lately I mean Tampa's been playing from behind quite a bit lately so you've been seeing Leonard Fournette run a lot of those routes and catching some some garbage and whatnot but uh it's nice to see that Rojo's getting a love because he definitely looks like the best running back on that team he's got some explosiveness um he's broke off some really really nice runs had a couple of fumbles some gosh awful drops uh, but it's, it's really, really nice to see Bruce Arians say he, he needs to have 20 touches. But there again, Bruce Arians is a damn habitual liar, too. So we'll see well, uh, and, we'll see what happens. And that offense is so completely confusing that you don't know who to trust from week to week. Is it is it Chris Godwin? Is it Antonio Brown? Is it Rojo? Is it Mike Evans? Is it Leonard Fournette? Are they going to throw it to Cameron Braid or Rob Gronkowski? I mean... There, it kind of seems like it's just different every week with what they try to do. It is, and I think they, you know, I think Arians is saying the truth when he says he needs to have 20 touches. But like Bob's saying, he, you know, he lies a lot. Will he give him 20 touches is a different story. But they are just an embarrassment of riches when it comes to offensive assets. And you're trying to keep a lot of big egos happy, guys like Antonio Brown and Mike Evans. Um, I mean, I, that might be part of the confusion, but, uh, you know, there's only so, so many offensive snaps a game, so it'll be curious to see how it shakes out. Yeah, it, you know, I think it all depends on game flow, um, but they're definitely built to play with a lead, uh, given their pass rushers, their defensive line, um, and whatnot. So, yeah, I'd like to say I'm, I'm a Rojo owner in quite a few leagues, and I know, Tommy, you are as well, so it, it'd be nice to see him get 20 touches because – um, when he gets touches, he produces. I mean, he's a he's a nice fantasy back to have. So yeah, I'd like to see him get a hell of a lot more touches. So we'll we'll, we'll see where that goes. We we'll revisit this in the next couple of weeks. So yeah. Uh, anyways, well guys, it is Wednesday, Wednesday evening. Right now it's about nine thirty on you know Eastern time, and you know Levi you've put out your your waiver wire article a couple of days ago we shared over at dynastyprosfootball.com we got it all over twitter um let's talk a little bit about the waivers because i mean we're not going to talk about players or anything feel free to go on the website go to our twitter you know click on his article he's got them all right there for you but there's a lot of confusion and a lot of uh i don't know what you could say you know waiver wires from different leagues are running all kinds of crazy this week you know, so we want to kind of clear that up. Uh, first of all, if you're on my fantasy league, MFL, the waiver wires apparently are running right now. They had said something a couple of days ago saying they were going to run waivers, let waivers process a couple of hours after the Pittsburgh-Baltimore game ends. So, guys, that's going on right now. Now, you're obviously not listening to this show as we're doing this live, but uh, um, yeah, so it, it, it ran today as of Wednesday evening. Now Yahoo, that runs on Friday morning, so you haven't you've got all day tomorrow, Thursday, and, and and Thursday evening to make those. ESPN also runs Friday, so keep those two in mind. Yahoo and ESPN run Friday morning, so you've got time to you know make your waiver claims there. Sleeper, um, Sleeper doesn't have any kind of a setting. It all depends on your general manager, your commissioner whoever it is that runs your league, whatever they're, they're just going according to your league settings. So, um, you know, that's something to keep in mind as well. Someone might've changed something up this week because of COVID. So you might want to reach out and ask that. So, uh, any, any, either one of you guys have anything to add to that? Any other leagues? I don't know what CBS is running. I did not check on that. I don't know who uses CBS much anymore. 
but um, I don't know if there's uh, any I other. It's just as just as usual. Just stay on top of it. Make sure you're putting in the proper claims for the proper players, and everything will work out for you. Absolutely. <clears throat> I mean, we've got uh, you know, it's we're heading into week thirteen here, and um, you know, it's the last week of the season for the most part. You know, for your fantasy season before the playoffs start. Now, I know there's some leagues out there that are actually starting the playoffs this. This week, week 13, which I think is absolutely crazy because we have a couple of bye weeks, if I'm not mistaken, this week. So uh, that'd be crazy to run, 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 you know, start your playoffs this when you're kind of, uh, you know, missing a couple of teams. So, but yeah, yeah, you know, make these last minute waiver claims because uh, next week it gets real. You know, this is your last week. This is most, most teams out there. This is, uh, <laughs> you got to play a hell of a game this week to get into your playoffs and then anything can happen from there. So. Speaking of which, let's preview some games coming up this weekend, shall we? Sounds good, man. All right. Well, let's start off with some of these 1 o'clock games. And we're going to start off with the Saints at the Falcons. We're going to talk about a little bit. You know, what we're going to do here is talk about some good starts, some bad starts, anything else we want to add to the game. So, you know, I'll just throw it out to either one of you guys. You know, who's some some guys in the Saints-Falcons game that you're looking to start? Go for it, Tommy. Um, as usual, um, Calvin Ridley, if Julio Jones is healthy, Julio Jones. Uh, Hayden Hurst is a is a tight end one, so you're you're firing him up. Um, he he had a massively disappointing game a couple weeks ago where he put up a goose egg, but he doesn't do that very often. He's a he's been in the top five or six tight ends all season long, so uh, he's definitely a guy I'm looking at. Um, as far as the Saints go, um, if you're desperate, Taysom Hill may may run in a couple touchdowns. Uh, Michael Thomas has seemed to be a little bit more involved um, this past week, which is kind of a disappointment overall for that entire offense. Uh, Kamara has been almost non-existent with Taysom Hill at, at quarterback. So, I mean, I, I know Kamara is a must-start, but he's definitely taken a hit. Since, yeah, uh, he, he has taken a hit. <clears throat> well, see, you know, Taysom Hill's doing that kind of that Cam Newton thing where he's running in. I mean, they're, that when they played a couple of weeks ago. Taysom Hill had a couple of rushing touchdowns. Now, Kamara had one himself, but like you said, Michael Thomas was a good, good start in that game. He had nine catches for 104 yards, so that was nice. Now, I would say this. Taysom did throw the ball 23 times. He completed 18 of those passes. And that was, if I'm not mistaken, that was his first game, right, that he played. So he's a little bit more comfortable now. So I'm interested in seeing what kind of numbers he puts up. I think he's a sneaky, sneaky good start this week, um, you know, if you find yourself uh, trying to make a decision. But as far as Kamara goes, I I think he's only caught one ball the last two weeks. Oh, oh, I know. That's that's ugly. And, hell, what is he, the RB2 now behind friggin' Latavius Murray? I mean, my gosh. Pretty much. Pretty much. Well, and that's what I that's what I want to jump in and say is I never thought I would utter these words this season, but Latavius Murray might be the start of the week for this game from the Saints perspective because uh, the last two weeks with Taysom Hill at the helm, I mean, he is the running back tone in that offense. They are just giving him the ball and letting him do his thing. Um, I think this could be a trap game for the Saints. I mean, it's a great matchup on paper in terms of uh, the Falcons' defense, but the Saints just, to me, they don't seem that they're as good as their record this year. I know they keep finding ways to win, but uh, the, the Falcons are playing hot right now. And, and like you said, Kamara, all the issues with Kamara and how Taysom runs the offense. I'll be curious to see what happens. Well, and also the Falcons secondary has been a lot better the last few weeks. So Yeah, it has. They... 
Yeah, it, I, I keep wanting to think to myself that this is going to be an you know an Alvin Kamara get right game. Like they realize, oh my gosh, we haven't done this the last couple of weeks. We really need to get the ball in his hands. We need to dump the ball off to him, pass the ball to him, whatever. I keep thinking, and I thought that last week, and that did not happen. Latavius Murray dominated. So if you have Kamara, you have to start him. I mean, there's no way you can bench him, but I'm not as confident starting him right now. And, and I know it's going to be a little frightening heading into the fantasy playoffs as well because I know some of these guys that had Kamara have damn good records are going to probably have one of the top, you know, one of the higher seeds in your playoffs. Yep. And if this keeps up, you know, they could be a little bit disappointed, you know, not getting those point, those dominating points from Kamara that they were this first half of the season. So, well, um, Kamara owners are definitely looking forward to Drew Brees coming back. I bet they are. Do we know when Breeze is shooting to come back? Because I haven't seen any news of what they're when they're targeting him to come back. There's a lot either. of talk of there's a lot of talk of him coming back the earliest he could come back is week fifteen in terms of uh just some of the reports that I've been hearing with his injury. But man, he has so many fractured ribs. I don't know if we'll see yeah, Drew punctured Brees lung. before I know. I don't know if we're going to see him before the playoffs unless it's maybe week 17 is kind of a tune-up or something. But, uh, I mean, right now they're uh, – aren't they looking at the number one seed for yeah. the NFC? Uh, I mean, they if are. they if they continue to play like they are, they're going to have a first-round bye. So, uh, if they keep winning, I think they need to let him get fully healthy. I completely agree, but I guess we can all agree that, uh, that the Camara owners probably have something to be worried about. Oh, yeah. And the guys that are uh, kind of sneaking into the playoffs as it like a five or six seed that might have to play that number one seed, your chances of, uh, you know, maybe squeaking one out and, you know, having an upset or something in the fantasy playoffs, it, it probably a little bit better now with uh, with Kamara kind of underperforming right now as far as fantasy-wise. So. For I don't sure. know, anybody else in that game? I know, you know, like you said, Tommy, Hayden Hurst kind of put up a goose egg. He had no catches in that last game, but I think uh, he bounces back. I think we see Julio come back, everything that you said. Matt Ryan probably be a decent start there. So, you know, that's all the guys that really, really jump out to me if anyone else has anything there. Anybody nope. that you're maybe thinking about benching, someone that you're, you're you know, that, you know, maybe some of these players that uh, I don't know, uh, you know, Jared Cook probably not wanting to play him. Unless yeah, you Cook really, really is, have to. Is Gurley coming back this week? I haven't seen. I, I think he is, but uh, but either way, that Saints pat or that Saints rush defense, man. I mean, I know Gurley falls into the end zone every time he plays, but that Saints rush defense is just incredible. So uh, if I have Gurley, I probably play him just because he always gets in the end zone. But otherwise, definitely not something I'm excited about. Yeah, it, it's reported that he's returned. To, he returned to practice today. Um, so. You know, he, he, he looks like he's going to play this week, but the Saints do have the number two ranked run defense in the league. So I think he's touchdown dependent. Just like you said, Levi, you hit it right on the head. That dude just falls into the end zone every game. He does. It, I still think it happens in this game. I really do. I think he'll be a decent start. And anybody that has Gurley, I mean, unless you're playing him at flex, I mean, it seems like you've probably got to start him as your RB2. So. Yeah. Here's a crazy stat for you, and, and I don't know the exact details, but I heard last week the Saints have not allowed a 100-yard rusher since, like, 2017. That's how good their run defense is. Nobody gets over 100. 
uh, from from the run game perspective on them. So uh, that's that's pretty incredible. Not that Gurley has seen a hundred in a you know <laughs> a year year and a half, but yeah, but that's still uh, a pretty incredible stat considered Christian McCaffrey's in that in in that division. That that is yeah. Uh, I thought that was uh, pretty incredible. So um, interesting. Yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah. tough matchup for sure, but. Well, all right. Well, there you go. You know, some guys were really looking at starting, you know, be worried about Kamara, Taysom Hill, if you're kind of in a bind. Michael Thomas, fire his ass up. Matt Ryan seems like a decent start. And no and no worries here from Julio, Ridley, or Hayden Hurst. So, fire those guys up as well. So, all right, let's move on to another game. Let's talk about the Browns at the Titans, two teams that I absolutely love. Oh, I, I don't know if I love any teams more than these guys. Gosh almighty. Anyway. It's, it's a little bit of sarcasm. Just a yeah. just a just a taste. Sounds like right? it. All right. So who's some guys that we're looking here that uh looks like a pretty good start? I mean I think this is the the battle of Chubb versus uh Henry, isn't it? I mean you got yeah. two incredible running uh running backs. Uh I mean I know Hunt's incredible too, but I think that's just gonna be the um kind of the focal point of the game plan for both teams. Yeah, you're starting those guys. I don't think we're telling anyone out there something that they don't know. I mean, for if sure. you have Nick Chubb, if you have Kareem Hunt, you're firing both of those guys up, Derrick Henry as well. But let's talk about Baker Mayfield real quick. Is there any confidence here that you – I mean, is you see a scenario where you're firing this guy up unless – I mean, let's see outside of like a super flex league if you're in a one-quarterback league. I mean, how much confidence do we have in Baker? I mean, if – if you have an, a situation where um, you're having a bye week, it, like Tampa's on a on a bye this week, right? So so Brady would would not be playing. So um, if you're a Tom Brady owner, then Baker Mayfield may be the best option for you. I mean, let me ask you this: what what number does uh, Russell Westbrook wear? Zero. Zero. That's right. That, that's that's my answer. I've got zero confidence in uh, Baker Mayfield. In, in, I mean, are you ever excited to roll out Baker Mayfield as your starting quarterback? Well, I mean, it, I, listen, if you were in a point per commercial league, and uh, you know, <laughs> then Baker's probably the QB one. Well, I don't know, maybe number two behind Patrick Mahomes and these Allstate or whatever commercials he, he does. But he does have a killer commercial game. That's for sure. He he kills the commercials. Well, it also, it also depends on if you wake up feeling dangerous or not. So, oh, that's true. Good call. Good <laughs> call. I guess we need to we need to ask him before game time if he's feeling dangerous because uh, you know it is a good matchup for Baker, but that passing game's a mess ever since. Odell left and Baker struggling with accuracy issues and stuff. I do wonder if it could be a sneaky game for Austin Hooper. Uh, you know, I keep waiting for the emergence of Hooper this year, but he's just not getting utilized like uh, like I thought he would. So. Yeah, he's he's a guy that unless I have to start him, I'm benching him. Um, yep. There's a t- I would I would play Jonu Smith in, in this game over Austin Hooper. Yep. You know, if would you? Had you? John- Absolutely. Man, I th- I think Jonu Smith is a beast. They're just not using him anymore. They used him the first three or four weeks of the year, and then the dude's been he's been missing ever since. So. I would play Hooper over Jonu, but I think I'm not denying Jonu's talent. He's a well, stud. I'll tell you, you know, a guy that I'd really, really jump. What were you about to say there, Tommy? I was going to say with Jonu, it also depends on if A.J. Brown's healthy or not. Because if A.J. Brown doesn't come into this game healthy, Jonu may, may see some more targets. Yeah, yeah you're I absolutely think that's right. A fair, I think it's a fair point, but I do think A.J.'s healthy right now, right? Uh, he. He uh he left the game the other day with kind of a lower leg uh, issue. I don't know if he ever returned or not, but there was some there was a uh, there there was a little bit of concern during that that game late. 
Yeah, we'll check on that, and we'll see. We'll see what his in. You know, I haven't seen anything as far as injuries as to AJ Brown that makes me think that uh, he's going to miss uh, this weekend's game. So I think he uh, he's a guy that you can play and and not be too worried about. I'm going to tell you a wide receiver that I would be playing absolutely in this game, Jarvis Landry. Yeah, now that you said that, you know, day. you said that you know Odell's gone, but man, Jarvis. <clears throat> I mean, listen. To, I mean, you know. Jacksonville, man. I know it was Jacksonville. Don't get me wrong, but he had eight catches, 143 yards, and a touchdown. Man, he pumped out 28, uh, over 28 fantasy points in PPR leagues. Uh, I'm gonna tell you, man. I, I'm loving what I'm seeing from him. They're gonna need to depend on him in this game because I think that I, I see the the Titans getting up on them in this game. But you really, really never know what Titans team is gonna show up. But they've been playing very good football as of late. And uh, if they take a lead here, man, I think you're going to see uh, you're going to see Landry just peppered with targets. Yeah, I I would definitely agree with that. Jarvis Landry had a great game the other day. Um, I really screwed up by not starting him um, in in one of the leagues I own him in, um, but uh, that was mainly just because based off past performance in this season, he hasn't really been a must start. Uh, but he uh, he really had a good game the other day and kind of changed my mind a little bit on him. You know, Landry, Landry's a guy that I'm a big fan of in real life, but that is his first touchdown all season. It's his first 100-yard game all season. It's his first game over five catches. Um, he was eight for 143 and a touch. I hope it is the beginning to something just because, again, I'm a Landry fan. I'm not an owner in any of my leagues, but I am a, a Landry fan, and I do think the matchup is a great matchup. I just wonder if both teams really do the ground and pound, how much uh, – how much of the passing game is going to go around? But I guess you know the Browns are going to have to throw it to someone, so yeah. uh, he should get his, and, uh, he should get some chances. And as far as AJ Brown goes, uh, it looks like he uh, he is going to be a uh, a go this week. Um, like like I said, he he kind of went down a little bit with a with a leg injury on Sunday, but it seems like it seems as if he's okay. What about Corey Davis? What do you think about him this weekend? Um, he's got to get more than three targets. Yeah. Yeah, he's exceeded expectations this year, but there's just not a lot of targets in this passing offense for the Titans. So uh, I think that's where it gets tough for him. I like Tannehill. I like Tannehill this weekend as well. I mean, Tannehill's been putting up some points, and uh, I don't see anything different this week. You know, I mean, I think this could end up being a fairly decently high-scoring game. You know, I mean, I think these teams are going to run all over each other. And, um, yeah, I could see something – I could see Tannehill putting up some decent points for you. I'd certainly start him over Baker. Yeah, oh, yeah, I, for sure. I would start him over Baker, definitely. Now, Miles Garrett's going to be back for this game, too, so that's going to change that pass defense for the for Cleveland quite a bit. I mean, they're going to be able to get after the quarterback even even better than they have. So, uh, But Tannehill, you know, he's mobile. And what's the weather like there in Tennessee? Is it looking like it's going uh, to be kind of clear skies? It's going to be cold. It's going to be cold, yeah. Yeah, it's just cold. Um, yeah, so yeah. That's, also, uh, also for the Browns, it looks like uh, – Denzel Ward has kind of a calf issue, so that may kind of open up things for, for Tannehill to throw the ball around a little bit. Yeah, I think both of these teams are going to run it, but they both, uh, you know, really, really live off of that run to throw the ball and, you know, play action. And I, I really do think that uh, – I think this is going to be a good fantasy matchup. I think all of these players we mentioned are going to perform decently with maybe the exception of Baker – uh, I just don't see him having enough weapons to really be fantasy relevant this weekend, but I do see Landry putting up some nice points, uh, you know, especially, you know, he'd, he'd be a solid flex, especially in a PPR league to start. So, 
Any guys we're looking at that maybe we're, you know, I mean, we kind of talked about Austin Hooper a second ago. Anybody else that we're kind of shying away from we really don't want to mess with here? I, I'm not messing with Baker at all, and I'm not messing. I, I'm not really, uh, I don't want to touch Austin Hooper as well. Anything, any guys stand out to you all? That's probably about it. Um, yeah. I think uh, I think A.J. Brown, Corey Davis, John o. Smith all have their own value. Um, as long as Corey Davis gets more than three targets, I think it'll be fine. I mean, he only had three targets this past weekend. He called all three of them. So that, there's a plus. But, I mean, I, I think he has to have more, more, more targets than that in order to be um, considered a wide receiver two, but maybe a flex option. Yeah, I don't know how uh, – I mean, I don't know what kind of position everyone's going to be in where they're going to start Corey Davis, but um, – bye weeks or injuries or something like that. But with wide receiver being so deep, I don't see a whole lot of scenarios where people are starting Corey Davis a whole, whole lot um, unless they're just taking a shot, you know. Maybe in daily fantasy or something like that where he's cheap. You know, maybe they're hoping to get a touchdown or something out of him. Other than that, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. Anyways, let's move on. Let's move on to two of the best teams in the NFL, and that's the Bengals and the Dolphins. <laughs> what, you say what? that, but the Dolphins have a better record than your Ravens. Oh, God, I just stepped right into that one. <laughs> yeah, mercy. Yep, yeah, so we do. Did. We've got the Bengals at the Dolphins. Who's some good guys here to start, and who's some, uh, who's some guys we're uh, kind of, you know, we're not too confident in? Oh, man. Um, I mean, is there anyone on that I guess on Devontae that Parker. I guess Devontae Parker. Um, with Fitz throwing him the ball, he'll he'll be fine. Other than that, I don't really want anything to do with anybody in this game other than Devontae Parker. You know, I don't think they've said yet if Fitz is going to start this week or if it's Tua. I think it's leaning towards Fitz, and I'm with you, Tommy. If, if Fitz is the starter, then I think Parker, you can start him with confidence. Man, if they, if it's back to Tua – there's, I'm not starting any of the receiving options there for, for Miami. Uh, no, now, no. Yeah, I agree. If Miles if Gaskins is back, I do think you can start him. Bengals' run defense is terrible. Uh, I just don't know where Gaskins' health is. And then if it's not him, who's it going to be? Is it going to be Ahmed if he's healthy? Is it Washington? Is it Breida? Uh, Malcolm Perry? I mean, it's it gets really twisted and tangled pretty quickly. But not a lot to get excited about on the Dolphins' offensive side. Now, Dolphins' defense is going to be a great start this week. Oh, yeah. uh, Brandon Allen, that's just going to be <laughs> juicy. So... Yeah, I think I don't know if Ahmed's gonna uh, gonna or I don't know if Gaskin's gonna come back this week, but Ahmed returned to practice, so um, we That's may good see. News. Yeah, we may see him play this week. I think we do see him play this weekend. I'm not 100 percent sure. Um, we'll have to monitor that throughout the week if uh, Gaskin returns. But right now, um, it doesn't look like he's ready to go. But that can change. He's really really close. Uh, so it's something to keep a you know keep an eye on you know because you know that backfield could get muddied up really really quickly there but yeah I I have a hard time starting someone like T Higgins or Tyler Boyd I'm 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 an Me owner too. of these guys and in a bunch of leagues but I really think if Fitz starts if Fitzpatrick starts this weekend I probably don't have a problem firing up Mike Gusecki. Um, but yep. if if Tua is playing, then I don't know. I, I I'm not confident. Like Tommy said, I'm not confident with any of those wide receivers. My my start of the week for this whole game would be the Dolphins defense because uh, you know not knowing if it's Fitz or Tua, and then on the Bengals side with their receivers. I mean, you're talking about they're going against two of the best corners in the league with uh, Byron Jones and Xavier Howard. So uh, plus it's a road game. Not that there's a lot of fan interference there, but still just uh, Brandon Allen trying to get them the ball. Man, it just it, it seems seems like a terrible matchup for the Bengals for me. Yeah, yeah. So, there, you know, I think we're all in agreement here. Um, 
we're not seeing a whole lot of uh, startable assets here with the exception of maybe the Dolphins defense. So that can be something you can pick up off your waiver wire, you know, to stream. Um, that would be probably about the only thing I'm looking to, to start with confidence uh, from this from this pile of garbage of a game. So, yeah. Anyways, unless you all have anything else to add, we'll, we'll move on to the uh, Jaguars at Vikings. Moving on. Moving, moving on. on. Moving on. Yeah, not a whole lot to go over in that one. So, yeah, <laughs> so we do. We've got the Jags at the Vikings there. Um, I believe that Thielen has been activated from the COVID list, so he looks mm-hmm. like he'll be uh, he'll be ready to roll this weekend. Uh, yes, who's some guys, who's some guys that stand out to you all? Uh, there's a running back for the Vikings that's been doing okay this year, named Dalvin Cook. You know, is that someone we would maybe look at starting this week? It's a definite possibility. I mean, yeah, obviously it is. Um, <laughs> you, you got your usual suspects here: Dalvin Cook, uh, James Robinson on the other side. Uh, both those guys have to be started. Um, uh, got uh, Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. Obviously, those guys. Um, Kirk Cousins can actually be started in this game. Surprise, yep. surprise! He's he's put up some some pretty decent numbers the last couple weeks, and against a really bad Jaguars team, he could put up big numbers again this weekend. Yeah, yeah. for sure. <clears throat> yeah, I think uh, they're being outscored by an average of like nine points a game. Um, their defense is just awful. They're not getting after the quarterback. They're allowing almost 30 points a game. Um, so, not good. Not good for a Jags defense, but really, really, uh, you're kind of, uh, your mouth's watering as a Vikings, uh, you know, as someone like a Dalvin Cook owner, a Kirk Cousins owner. Um, those wide receivers. I mean, I, I think you, you fire up all your Vikings here in this one. Yeah, you nailed it. All the Vikings for sure. And how about this James Robinson kid? Man, he has he has killed it this year. I, if you go and look at a lot of the teams that are in first place in your leagues, I guarantee you a lot of them have James Robinson on the roster. I mean, just what an incredible value this year. Yeah, he's been he's you you don't want to call it like a league winner by you know any means because but a, like you said, a lot of teams that are you know into the playoffs, you know those people that picked up James Robinson, they picked him up off the waiver wire. So I mean, it was just uh, fantasy gold yep. that you got for nothing. So he, he did nothing but help help your team. So see, I'm super mad well, at myself. He also I'm gave you a. Uh... Go ahead. Tell yeah, me. He, he... He also gave you uh, depth to where you're able you you're able to go and possibly trade away something else to get to get better at another position. For sure. And what I'm super mad about on myself is a really deep league in the off season before they cut Fournette. I was a uh, James Robinson owner, and I made a deal. I was really hurting at wide receiver. I traded James Robinson, Jamichael Hasty, and a hundred dollars in Fab money for Antonio Brown. And at the time, I thought, man, I'm going to cut James Robinson. I'm going to cut Michael Hasty. All I'm really giving up is some fab dollars here. And, you know, hopefully I'll get Brown at some point in the year. And then they cut Fournette like a couple weeks later. And now James Robinson has been a stud. And, man, it, it killed my team bad. Yeah, and there, there's only been, hand, uh, been a handful of guys that about scored James Robinson this year. Obviously, Kamara, and you got Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henry. That's it. That, that's the three guys in a PPR league. That's it. That's the only guys that about scored James Robinson this year. That's um, amazing. Yeah, yeah, undrafted guy as well. <laughs> undrafted rookie. I mean, it, an incredible story. So, uh, yeah, yeah. It, you're. This is a guy that you are starting week in and week out because their offense runs through him. So he's going to get touches, and and you know you can take that to the bank. So, 
Uh, other than that, you know, we've got, you know, Mike Glennon. Mike Glennon actually played decently last week, and, uh, you know, Keelan Cole, I don't know, is DJ Chark going to be coming back for this game? I think he should be. Um, let me see here if I've seen anything, um, any news on DJ Chark, but, uh, you know, yeah, I don't Glennon. think I've, I don't think I've seen anything on Chark, but yeah, Glennon did play pretty decently. Yeah, he wasn't, he wasn't bad. He's, he, you know, DJ got a, uh, you know, Chark got a limited practice in today. Um, looks like he'll probably be good to go. Um, he should be a pretty decent wide receiver too in that game because Glennon looked, you know, looked decent. Didn't you know? Look like he can help your wide receivers if you've got Lavisca Chenault, or if you maybe if you're that DJ Chark owner, you might be able to go ahead and and start these. They're obviously going to be playing from behind. So oh yeah. Well, and and unlike Gardner Minshew, he can actually get the ball down the field. So that only helps guys like DJ Chark. That's true. I'm kind of curious to see if Colin Johnson can turn in any more yeah, uh, relevant. Yeah, he did. I'm kind of curious to see if he can do anything else down the down the stretch here. And, and man, if I'm the Jaguars, I'm just going to hold DJ Chark out and uh, let him get healthy and hope uh, that the Jets fall into a win sometime this year. And maybe you get back in that Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes. So, yeah, and, and you were talking about Colin Johnson. See, here's the thing: is I think you know, I'm sure you put him in your article this week over at uh, over at DynastyProsFootball.com. I'm sure you put him in your waiver wire claims, but. If DJ Chark comes back this week, that that's certainly going to affect, uh, you know, it might make you just put Colin Johnson right back on the shelf. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I think it, I think it would if uh, DJ Chark comes back. So. And I think people uh, are going to put in claims. They're going to be chasing points. They're going to go get him, <laughs> and and they may someone may even start him this week and not really do a whole lot of uh, research on this. Um, and he may put up a goose egg. He may not put up a single point if DJ Chart comes back. So uh, they're gonna be pretty pissed off if that's the case. So yeah. <laughs> well, if the Jaguars are smart, then they'll they'll start incorporating him in their in their red zone offense because he is a massive target. Yeah, he is. And I yep. think uh, Lavisca Chenault could be a sneaky start. Um, I mean, we'll have to see. The dude just has a ton of talent. I know he's been injured this year. He's had some different issues like that, but. Uh, um, Chenault, I'm still waiting. I think there's a, a possibility for a breakout at some point, and we know this Vikings defense isn't very good. So, yeah. So, I mean, I, I can't think of any guys that that I would be benching in this game. I think the I think the guys that you would have on the Jaguars that are fantasy relevant are going to get touches because they're going to be playing from behind, but yet they're going to be trying to feed James Robinson to keep that Vikings offense off of the field and all those Vikings offensive players you can fire up with confidence. So I think this will be a good fantasy game, uh, you know, for, for, for all these pl- owners of these players. So I think you can fire these guys up with, with a lot of confidence here and not worry about it too much. There's not really any guys that really stick out to me that I'm like, you know, that I'm benching really, you know, unless you you're, you know, trying to start Tyler Eifert or something like that, you know. Uh, let's move on. Lions at the Bears. Are we ever, 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 ever going to see Kenny Galladay again? It doesn't seem like it. I mean, yeah. is, is he gonna? I think we need to put him on a milk carton. And and you know, gosh Almighty! I mean, this guy. <laughs> he's kind of turned into AJ Green a little bit, hasn't he? Oh, you yeah. Know. I think he's a. I think he's a free agent after this year too. So. 
Um, you know, it'd be in his best interest to get back out there and show something so that way he can try to get a big contract extension but um, or a big free agency contract, either one. But, yeah, man, he has been uh, banged up all year. I am curious to see how things change now that uh, they finally fired Matt Patricia. It's about two years too late. Oh, but... my gosh. Thank God. Yeah, we oh. see some more DeAndre Swift here. Yeah, we may we may actually see a relevant uh, coach team now. Uh, that, I don't know how that dude ever got a head coaching job, anyways. So, but you what? know what? Give me all the Allen Robinson in this game. Oh yeah, <laughs> I bet Tommy said you just traded for him in that one. I did. <laughs> I did. Yeah. So you hey, know what? Old? You know Trubisky's getting the start. He's they're rolling yep. with him again this week. And and you know and 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 I read a really really interesting stat on Trubisky, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, God, he's put up. When he plays against the Lions, he puts up fantasy points and puts up a lot of them. So uh, he's someone that's a sneaky, sneaky, sneaky good start. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I'm trying to see here that that stat that I had read, which was I think it crazy. was like I think it was like he, he in the last four games he's got uh, at least three touchdowns and in in, in 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 three of those four games or something some crazy like that. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty uh pretty wild some of the stuff that he's uh that he's put up. It says you know Trubisky scored at least 24 fantasy points in each of his last four games against the Lions. Think of it, 24 well, fantasy points. Here's another thing to think about if you're an Allen Robinson owner or, or any of these Chicago Bears, for that matter. Here is their upcoming schedule. They're, they're Detroit, uh, I'm sorry, in Chicago versus Detroit this week. They got the Texans coming to Chicago uh, the following week. Then they're at Minnesota, then at Jacksonville, then back at home for Green Bay. That is probably the best remaining schedule for fantasy purposes the rest of the season. Man, so, I am uh, so glad I got Allen Robinson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you you should. I mean, if if they can find a way to give the ball to Allen Robinson, I mean, maybe they need to hand the ball off to Allen Robinson. But if they can get the ball in his hands, the dude should eat every single week the rest of the year. The Green Bay game will be the most difficult against Jair Alexander, but uh, week seventeen, Green Bay may be resting their starters at that point too. So, uh, of course, that wouldn't be fantasy relevant anyways. But do, still, great. you know, do we have any do we have any confidence in any other wide receivers there, or even Jimmy no. Graham or anything no. like that? Graham maybe he's Graham's a streaming tight end, but uh, yeah, the other the other receivers have talent. They're just not utilized. Well, what about the other side of the ball there with the Lions? I mean, can we fire up Stafford? I mean, is he still someone we can, or are we just kind of, are we just fading him? I think his injury is one thing that concerns me, but what I do like, Daryl Bevel stepping in, interim head coach. I do think that they're, you know, he came out and said that he wants to play faster. Um, I am interested to see what the Lions offense can do. I mean, if you think back years ago, Math Stafford was a 5,000-yard quarterback. Um, I know things have changed a lot since then, but if Galladay comes back and you got Swift, if he's back, I mean, uh, they've, they've got some weapons. It's just going to be dependent on how they run their offense and if those guys are back. Yeah, T.J. Hawkinson's another good one. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You yeah. fire up the Hawk all, all day. Absolutely. Yeah, he's he's going to be a stud. Yeah, I, I'd like to see DeAndre Swift, you know, come back. He he, he got a limited practice in today. Um, not 100% sure if he's going to play. That's something we're going to have to keep, you know, keep monitoring as well. But when he's been playing the last few weeks, he's been getting a lot of touches, and I really just think that uh, if, if he plays, you can't bench him. you gotta you got to play him. And, yep. and – 
And with this new coaching staff, and, and like you said, they want to play faster, that's right up Swift's alley. I mean, he can catch the ball. And, and, and yeah, I'm really excited about DeAndre Swift finally, you know, moving forward. So. Just be prepared for uh, for Adrian Peterson to uh, vulture a couple touchdowns on the goal line. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's possible. I mean, that, that's certainly possible. But he's been doing that even with Swift putting up some big-time points. So, hey, man, I don't care. I mean, he can have what he wants as long as Swift's putting up these uh, PPR points, man. Give me that all day. Hey, you think if we're still doing this show in five years, we'll still be talking about Adrian Peterson and Frank Gore? Yes. Probably. Yes. We'll be talking about <laughs> Frank Gore's uh, grandson next. I mean, I know he, I know he wants to play with his son in the NFL. I don't. He wants to do yeah. that King Griffey Senior, King Griffey Junior type thing. But uh, yeah, there's you know there's these reports of maybe LeBron playing with uh, Bronny here in a few years. I think it's going to be Frank Gore with his son and, and Peterson with his. So yeah. Well, see, the problem is I, I'm not so sure Frank Gore's son's good enough to play in the NFL. <laughs> Well, you are our Devi guy, so <laughs> if you say so, you know. Yeah. So I think he's at Southern Miss right now. Uh, yeah, somebody will pick him up just on his name alone. Yeah. You know? Somebody will give him a shot, you know, just like Elijah Holyfield for crying out loud. So he'll be uh, <laughs> he'll be Adam Gase's next pet project. Oh, oh please tell me Adam Gase <laughs> is not coaching anywhere after this season. Oh, he'll, yeah, in five years, if we're doing this show, he'll still be co- <laughs> still be coaching the Jets. Oh, oh Lord. gosh. I wonder if they will want to win a game by then. No, no. He would have already run off Trevor Lawrence by that. He'll make Trevor Lawrence uh, irrelevant, and Lawrence will be bouncing around team, team to team at that point. I hope um, the Jets are only keeping Gase to get the first pick. I mean, please tell me they fire him after week 17 and they they go 0 17. They have to. Uh, they oh, have man. to because that that is where Trevor Lawrence is going to end up, you know, uh, barring anything crazy. But, um, I really, really think that we've seen the last of Sam Darnold there. I mean, yeah, I think so too. And I hate it because I think Sam Darnold's got a lot of uh, a lot of talent, but uh, just it it really starts at the top with that organization. And Adam Gase is just he's just effed it up. And um, even if Trevor Lawrence goes there, it's going to be a shit show there as well until he's gone. Um, Adam Gase is just a kiss of death. So uh, I don't care who the hell who the hell's there. Um, I mean. Heaven forbid he didn't screw up Peyton Manning, but uh, that's the only one he didn't screw up. So whatever. You know, Gase may be the next head coach of the Detroit Lions. Oh, <laughs> oh. oh. maybe maybe him and Patricia just switch roles. Uh, the Jets uh, bring uh-huh. in Matt Patricia. <laughs> yeah, that's what they've been doing, holding out. Holding yeah, exactly. Out. All, right. All right, let's move on to the Colts at the Texans. Man, there's some pretty decent fantasy goodness in this one as well. Um, you know, I, I've been a big, big Michael Pittman fan. Uh, we, we've talked about him on the show week in and week out. He kind of disappointed last week, but I think he has a bounce-back game this uh, this week against the Texans. What do you guys think? Well, he had the, the, well, the targets were there for him. Yeah. He just didn't really convert on, on any of them. I think he only had two catches, but he had nine targets. So it just has to be more consistent with catching the ball for him. Yeah, I think you you absolutely fire up Michael Pittman. Uh, I mean, it's a great matchup. Bradley Roby also got suspended. So, you know, we talked about um, – oh, my mind just went blank. We talked about Will Fuller, you know, being suspended, but so was Bradley Roby. So that's just going to open up the passing game even more. Yeah, Pittman, he's getting the targets. he got to start him. But are we – Are you, is there any confidence in, in starting T.Y. Hilton? If, if anyone out there still has him on their fantasy team, don't start him. Unless no. you're just in some awful, awful – situation or you you're playing you know 10 flex positions or something don't start this guy 
Agreed. Yeah, you, you can't you can't start Hilton with any any kind of confidence. I do think that uh, Trey Burton is a good start. You know, streaming tight ends, tight ends such a bad position this year. Trey Burton continues to score touchdowns. He continues to get uh, involvement. So I think he's uh, I think he's a good start this week. Do do we want to mess with the running back situation there with Indianapolis with Jonathan uh, Taylor, Naeem I Hines? Don't. I don't. I, I mean, who's it going to yeah. be this weekend? I, I'm going to tell you right now, man. Naeem Hines looks like the best running back on that team, and there's and it's by far. Yeah, but the problem is, is you say that, and then he goes into this week and scores two points. That's true. You know, because I mean, they've been rather inconsistent with how they give him touches. A couple weeks ago, he blew up, and then the week after that, he didn't do anything. And then this week, and then this past weekend, he had another good game. So yeah. it's kind of like a, a one week on, one week off thing. And I so, hate it because I don't think the issue is Hines. I think the issue is the play calling. You know, if they would if they would give Hines the touches and get him in space, he is the best looking running back on that roster. We just don't know what the coaching staff is going to do from week to week. So, but you know they they you know they're just they want to see what they have in Jonathan Taylor. I mean, they drafted him high, and uh, yep. you know he's he's coming back from the COVID list as well. He's been activated, so you know they've got to get him touches. They have to get him involved. But it's really really hard. Because they're they, they've got a winning record, they're they're wanting to play to make it into the playoffs, and right now they're right on the cusp of that. You know, if if Baltimore wins another game, they've got the tiebreaker over the Colts, and the Colts have some some kind of interesting games coming up. So they can't really see what they have with Jonathan Taylor. If Naeem Hines is the guy that's you know getting it done for them, you know these 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 coaches don't care, man. They're they're playing for their jobs. You know, they're coaching for their jobs, so no time to really see what they have. You know, if Naeem Hines is killing it, man, let's roll his ass out there and, uh, you know, play it play it to the bone there. Well, just a little game... stat correction there for you, Bob. The Colts are actually two games up on the Ravens right now. So, <laughs> oh, boy. No, nah, I, I, I think they're only a game up. I'm just messing with them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, they may be, I, they may be a, a couple of games up, but you know, it's going to come down to it with the, with the Ravens' uh, remaining schedule. They've got a pretty decent schedule, you know, pretty easy one coming up. So, uh, it may come down to that. It might be a tiebreaker between the Colts and, and Ravens. You know, last week of the season, I really could see that happening. Yeah, no. I, I was just, I was just messing with you. The Colts are only a game. Oh, I know. You're, you, 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 I mean, any chance you kick me in the balls? Uh, you know, you're going to take it there. But uh, no. we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it next week when the uh, Ravens play the Cowboys, you know. No, hey, I, I, I don't know if we're going to discuss that one or not. <laughs> well, I don't know. Is Lamar is Lamar going to be eligible to play for that game, even he, with it getting pushed till Tuesday? Yes, he can be. Yes, he can uh, be eligible to they play. They may be better off with Trace McSorley. <laughs> Could be right. Could be right. Uh, uh, it, at least good, it's better for Hollywood Brown, right? <laughs> yeah. All right, so, you know, there's there's a lot of fantasy goodness. Getting back to this Colts at Texans, there's a lot of good stuff here. We, we don't really want to mess with these running backs there in Indianapolis. We love Michael Pittman, bench T.Y. Hilton. We like we like Trey Burton. Obviously, we're, we're rocking out with, with Deshaun Watson. Don't be scared just because he's lost Will Fuller because he still has Brandon Cooks. Uh, you know, we talked about Kiki, uh, and you were talking about, what is it, Coulter? Yeah, you guys were Coulter. And, and Jordan Akins, which I like for this week as well. So um, I'm not sure about Phillip Rivers. Uh, I have a hard time starting Phillip Rivers, man. He That's a really bad Texans defense, though. So R- Rivers could be a start this week. I guess you're right. I mean, if you're I, ever going to start, if you're ever going to start him, now's the time. But I just don't <laughs> trust true. it still. 
Yeah, 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 I don't know. He could find a way to screw it up there. So, yeah, I tend to agree there. All right, let's move on to the Raiders at the Jets. Um, what the hell happened to the Raiders last week, guys? That's uh, a great question. I they mean, ran into the buttsaw that is the Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> yeah, that you, that defensive juggernaut. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> oh, my Lord, I'm telling you. That was you. a huge, huge letdown. I started Derek Carr in a bunch of leagues, and, man, it oh. cost me. He, dude, he was one of the most owned quarterbacks in like on DraftKings and whatnot. Golly, he let people down. That whole four turnovers. That whole offense, man. Tommy, I know you are a a Josh Jacobs lover. You you go to bed thinking about Josh Jacobs. Um, what what do you think about him going forward here? I mean, you know me, man. There's some running backs that I've never been high on. Josh Jacobs is one of them. Yeah, I've never been a Miles Sanders guy. I can't stand Joe Mixon. There's some of those dudes like that that just that in between RB one RB two that I just don't like. And Jacobs is one of those dudes that kind of so inconsistent with me. What's your thoughts there? Uh, Jacobs is one of those guys. He's not going to catch a whole lot of passes, so he he definitely relies on racking up a lot of yardage and getting into the end zone. Um, a lot of some of his touches have kind of been taken away a little bit uh, over the uh, past several weeks, and a couple, some of that's been because he's been banged up a little bit, and then also some of that was you know because of some lopsided scores. But um, Jacobs is is definitely a guy who relies on volume and getting yardage. Because uh, he's not going to catch a, a he's not going to catch a ton of passes, uh, and Booker has kind of has kind of taken has kind of taken away a little bit of his uh, of his of his play uh, the, the, over the last couple weeks. Yeah, it's it's true, and it, he's someone that I'm not a whole lot of, here. It, it, I, I, they're playing the Jets, so I think you can roll with him and be fine. There's a lot of guys on this Raider. I think that they're going to bounce back. It is the Jets for crying out loud, but they did play. The Falcons last week, but I can't see them, you know, pooping the bed two weeks in a row. I think the, uh, they're going to come out with a purpose. Um, I love Nelson Aguilar in this game. Darren Waller is another one that I like. Um, any other, I mean, Henry Ruggs, anybody like that stick out to either one of you guys? Nelson Aguilar and, uh, and obviously Darren Waller are, are, are the two guys I'm, I'm, I'm looking at as far as the uh, pass-catching guys and for the for the Raiders. Um Ruggs just doesn't get enough volume for me. Uh, he's definitely a boomer bust type guy. Uh, now maybe if you're talking DFS or some type of tournament play, maybe maybe you uh, throw him out there as, as some type of flyer. Um, but uh, Ruggs is more of a is more of a um, a guy who's going to have to reel in a seventy yard touchdown pass to be relevant. Yeah, I, I this game just scares me. Jacobs is banged up with the. You know, with the ankle, that they're coming off, you know, one of the worst performances that they've had. Uh, you don't really want to start anyone on the Jets. Uh, you know, there's a lot of talk, you know, in some of these uh, waiver wire shows the last few days about picking up Frank Gore. And, man, that's desperate times call for desperate measures, I guess. I just – this game does not excite me at all. There's I, I think Carr could have a big bounce back. The Jets, you know, is a good defense for him to go against. But, uh, man, I'm not excited to roll any of these guys out. Yeah, I tend to agree. I think the only two guys that somewhat excite me in this game is possibly, like I said, is Nelson Aguilar and Darren Waller. Um, Jamison Crowder has been getting a little bit of garbage time stuff, but with with the return of Brashad Perriman, that's really hurt 
you know, Crowder's, you know, stats and his fantasy production. So none of those wide receivers there for the Jets do anything for me, um, you know, yep. moving forward. So, yeah, Aguilar and Darren Waller are the only two guys that really stick out to me in this turd of a game. So, uh, you know, we'll move on to some of these 4 o'clock games, and we'll start off with the Giants at the Seahawks. I think there's some good, good fantasy production to be had in this game. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, you must be talking about Colt McCoy. I can't wait to fire him up. Oh. <laughs> yeah, anyways, yeah, yeah, all jokes aside, um, yeah, I think there are some, you know, I think Carson, um, uh, if he gets back into the swing of thing and he gets more touches this week, Hyde obviously outtouched him last week, but uh, – uh, the receivers, you know, DK, you can't ever not start DK. He's been just a beast this year. Uh, Russ, same thing, even though Russ has kind of been on a downward trend the last few weeks, but uh, he's still Russ. You still got to start him. Who's some guys, real quick, who's some guys that you all are just, you all love watching play? Because I'm going to tell you right now, yeah, obviously we know who my favorite team is. I'm going to exclude all that, but I really, really, I, I'm a big Russell Wilson fan. And I'm going to tell you, dude, DK Metcalf, I just love watching Russ and DK. I love watching that show. Yeah, those two are right up there with Mahomes and Hill for me. Uh, just extremely dynamic and can do almost anything out there on the field. i, I got to go with A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown, Saquon Barkley, probably two of my favorite players in the in the NFL <laughs> right now. And, and uh, you know, and I'm Man, a you're Cowboys having a tough fan. time this year then. Yeah, well – AJ's still looking good, um, but, uh, you know, I'm a Cowboys fan in Barkley. Barkley's still probably my favorite player in the league, but I also love Dak and I love Deshaun Watson. I um, think those are a couple of the, you know, my favorite quarterbacks in the league right now too. Yeah, it's some good ones. You know, man, what about Wayne Gallman? Dude. He's you know, been good. He, oh, hasn't he? He has been putting up some nice, nice points, and I see more of the same in this game with Colt McCoy. Yeah. <laughs> You know, he, he's not going to get too – he's not going to try and get too fancy, too tricky in this game. We're going to see some of the basics, and we're going to see Wayne Gallman get a lot of touches. We're going to see Evan Ingram, you know, get quite a few touches as well. Um, I don't know about some of the wide receivers there. We've seen a lot of good fantasy production out of Sterling Shepard. Tommy, uh, Levi, do you see that same kind of production here with McCoy? You know, you probably could. The Seahawks' uh, pass defense isn't very good. They've given up a ton of points. Um, so, I mean, it's always possible. I mean, Colt McCoy's been been in the NFL for forever, it seems like. And, I mean, there's a reason for that. He's obviously still a fairly decent quarterback. I mean, he's obviously not Daniel Jones out there throwing the ball. But, I mean, I mean he... I, Man, I, I mean, it, Tommy makes a good point. The Seahawks' pass defense has been terrible this season, but they have been steadily improving. Jamal Adams is back, and uh, I think Quentin Dunbar and those guys are back. And, and man, it is Colt McCoy. It's it's in Seattle. Uh, for me, I just think the Seahawks are going to kill the Giants. I do think the Giants' defense is actually better than what most people give them credit for, but uh, it, it would scare me to roll out any pass catcher on the Giants. I'd still roll out Goldman, but uh, – Sterling Shepard, those guys, it, it just scares me. Yeah, you couldn't have said it any better. Uh, you know, I would I would have said it the exact same way. I mean, people want to believe in Darius Slayton, and and I love what, what Sterling Shepard has put up this year, but with Colt McCoy at the helm, I, I don't have any confidence in any of that wide receivers. I, Evan Ingram, I think, will get, uh, you know, some deep – you know, I could see him having like five catches for – you know, 50, 60 yards or something like that, you know, where he puts up yep. decent tight end numbers. Wayne Gallman I like, but uh, 
I'm not messing with anything else as far as the uh, as the Giants go. I think you fire up all the the Seahawks you want, whatever you have, fire them up, um, and and just watch them score. So I I, I, I like that defense. Don't get me wrong, but it is the Seahawks. I think you're going to see them put up some points, um, no matter what, because I think this 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 offense of the Giants is going to stall, and it's going to put. Uh, or the Giants' offense is going to stall, and it's going to put that defense out there a lot more than they really need to be. So, and I think uh, I think Russ is going to take advantage of that. All right. If anything, you all, if anyone else has anything to add, there, let me know. If not, we nope. will move on to the Rams at keep the Cardinals. Moving. Yeah, let's keep it going. Rams at the Cardinals here. All right. Who do we like in this one? Again, it's it's the usual suspects here. Um, Kyler. Nuke, uh, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, Drake. Drake can be – yeah, Drake's been good the last couple weeks, so sure, uh, put Kenyon Drake in your lineup. Yeah, he's been getting a lot of those touches. He's been getting a lot of touchdowns, you know. The Rams' defense is really good, but Drake just gets volume. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, and and volume is so important in fantasy football. And, you know, if he falls in the end zone or he breaks loose on a long run or something, it makes a big difference. And I'm curious to see what the Rams will do. Are they going to finally, you know, maybe turn to to Cam Akers? I really just think they should be turning the ball to Cam Akers and see what this kid's got. I think he's the most talented of the three running backs. But, uh, you know, he never really gets much of an opportunity to prove it. So, I'll be curious to see. Yeah, it's hard to fire up any of those running backs right now unless you're really in a bind. Um, sure. <clears throat> Jared Goff, I think, is a decent start. I-, I love Cooper Cup and Woods in this one. Kyler has been fairly disappointing, and I think, what is it? I mean, they're a they're a, a Hail Murray away from losing, what, four straight games? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, he's been a little disappointing. And I, I like what you said about Kenyon Drake there. I think with Kyler not running as much lately <laughs> – that Kenyon Drake's been getting a lot of those touches. And just like a Todd Gurley type of situation, I don't know if Kenyon Drake's going to rack up a lot of yards, but we could see a situation where he does fall into the end zone once or maybe even twice. Who wins the matchup of uh, Hopkins and Ramsey? You know, that's going to be a, a key battle to watch in this game. Um, I think that uh, – I think Hopkins does, but Ramsey's damn good. But see, here's the thing is that we're only score, scoring fantasy points. So, you know, Nuke's going to get his. Um, I don't know if he's going to have one of those eight, nine catch games, but I'd say he's probably going to catch at least five, you know, probably five or six passes. And I tell you, he, he hasn't done much the last couple of weeks. I think the last couple of weeks he's only had like a total of 20, 20 total points. So, I mean, he hasn't done a whole lot. Yeah, I yeah, think they need to figure it out. And, and Kyler's shoulder's been kind of an issue, too, and I think that plays a yep. lot of, a lot with it as well. So this could be more of a Kenyon Drake, Chase Edmonds type of game. So. You know, we talked earlier about the Kamara owners and kind of being worried as we get here to the playoffs. If you think about it, the, the guys that were the studs beginning of the year, Kamara, Russell Wilson, um, Kyler Murray, those are the guys that are all suffering now. So those teams that got carried to these, you know, these big margins, these, you know, big margins of victory, they're now, a lot of these teams are struggling going into the playoffs. Uh, so I'll be curious if Russ and Kyler and Kamara, if any of those hey, guys listen, start bouncing I, back. <laughs> you said it right. You hit it right on the head for me. I've got back. a, a – I've got a uh, a super flex dynasty team where my two quarterbacks are Kyler and Russell Wilson. So, um, hell, I just made a deal Whoa. with you, Tommy, two weeks ago where I picked up Kyler from you, and he hasn't done much for me since. So, anyways, let's move on here. Um, yeah, we like that. I mean, do we, do we like uh, Fitzgerald? I mean, Larry Fitzgerald real quick has been getting a little bit of garbage. 
uh, in some of these games. Any anything there for you guys? I mean, with with now with he was Ky- on the COVID list. Oh, was he? Yeah. Oh goodness. Yep. Yeah, That's I think he's. Yeah, I think he's probably out another week. I mean, if you're looking for a deep league guy, I mean, you could maybe look at Andy Isabella, but you'd have to be desperate. To, I mean, he well, got a few I, targets last <clears throat> week, but. Yeah, and I think that may have a little bit to do with Kyler's shoulder as well, where he doesn't want to chuck it downfield as much. And, uh, sure. you know, some of these uh, short passes, and Andy Isabella's been there. He was there last week for him. So, uh, yeah, that's somebody that could be a sneaky, decent little uh, play in a flex position for you. So. Yeah, that's an important game for both teams, too. I mean, the Cardinals can't pull out a win here. I mean, they're kissing their playoff chances goodbye. So, uh, I mean, this is division matchup. It's going to be important with the Seahawks already, uh, you know, being in that race, too. So, yeah, we're all in agreement. You know, you're starting Kyler. You're probably starting Jared Goff in this one. Uh, you're starting Cooper Cup and, and, and Robert Woods, Kenyon Drake. You're never benching DeAndre Hopkins. Just right now you want to stay away from that backfield for the Rams. Just kind of keep away from that. It's it's a little bit of a mess. So, all right, let's move on. Patriots at the Chargers. Can't <laughs> – can we start Cam Newton? I mean, oh after gosh. this after this past week, I mean, he just completely crapped the bed, did not do anything. Can this be a bounce-back game? Because I'm going to tell you what, man, uh, Joey Bosa was a friggin' monster a few days ago, and I could see him just wreaking havoc again. Yeah, you. I don't think Cam Newton is a starting quarterback after this season. I think his days are are probably done. I mean, he can't throw the ball. Um, no, it is a, ugly. It's ugly yeah, to watch. He can do a little bit with his legs, but he just can't throw. And don't get me wrong, I know he doesn't have a lot of great weapons there, but, yeah, Joey Bosa is going to eat in this game. I mean, Cam, you know, he may be able to elude him a little bit, but this Patriots offense is so terrible. Uh, I think the exciting part is is to see what Justin Herbert can do. Um, yes. You know, I think that's that's what people are going to tune in for is Eckler and Herbert and, and uh, you know, that Chargers offense, Keenan Allen, those guys. Yeah, I think we can, you know, Tommy, not to cut you off, but I think we're all in agreement with this one. We don't have to spend a whole lot of time on this game. There's not a Patriot that we have any confidence in, and fire up all your Chargers, you know, roll out there with Justin Herbert, fire up Austin Eckler, thank God he's back. You know, Keenan Allen and maybe Mike Williams catches one, and you know, catches two in this game. Yeah, Henry could be one of those as well, you know. Uh, I think we fire up every Charger that you have. Um with all confidence in the world. So, yeah, there's not a whole lot to say about that. Don't don't play any 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 Patriots in this game. So, you know, this doesn't have anything to do with this game, but talk about an appealing job this offseason. Anthony Lynn is probably going to get fired and who wouldn't want to coach the Chargers? I mean, with all that talent on offense and defense, it's going to be an amazing, I think, opportunity for someone this offseason. Yeah, it could be, and, and 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 a lot of people wanted Cam to end up there for the Chargers because everyone thought they had this fantastic team and they were just a quarterback away from being a big-time player, and look what they've got with Herbert now. Holy yep. shit, he has been something else. So Yep, he's been amazing, that's for sure. And I, I like Anthony Lynn, but, man, he just he keeps screwing up. He keeps yeah. just making bad, bad coaching decisions unfortunately you're right so uh you know you get the right leadership with that team they have got some kind of a future ahead of them yeah they do man awesome so yep well let's move on eagles at the packers rest in peace travis friggin fulgham my gosh 
where in the hell has he gone? I, I guess I was telling Tommy yesterday, I was driving around, I was talking to him, I said, you know, he, he put up the same amount of fantasy points the other day as he did the last two weeks combined, you know? He put he had two catches for 16 whole yards. Man. Oh, my gosh. He's being extremely consistent with his yards per catch, though. Oh, yeah, my. yeah. yeah. <laughs> every catch, is, you know, it's been one for <laughs> – every catch has been for eight yards, you know? So, yeah. oh, my man. gosh, man. He, he yeah. was – he was a he was a nice little gem to find on your waiver wire, but now he has to sit around and watch old ass, you know, Alshon Jeffrey catch passes. So, well, rest rest in peace to the entire Eagles offense. Um, yeah. Outside of outside of Goddard, Goddard's the only one that seems uh, relevant right now. Everybody well, else Zach is, Ertz is coming back. He's been activated. I know. I know. He's and been that activated. That could definitely well, that means, change some things. Well, that means Richard Rodgers won't be getting any targets moving forward either hopefully can you believe he's still getting targets now <laughs> well i mean he did kind of luck out and catch that late that that late kind of he hell mary pass the other night yeah so. he caught That's one true. pass on zero targets <laughs> so yeah he's uh That's funny yeah so yeah I, I i agree there's not a a a running back or wide receiver for the eagles that i have any confidence in starting oh. i mean carson wentz has been a disaster uh, Dallas Goddard, and you know, maybe with Zach Ertz returning, they'll probably try and force feed him a little bit, try and get him back in the flow of things. Um, I would probably start Zach Ertz because you may not have many better options at tight end unless you maybe picked up a Gronk or something off the waiver wire. Luckily, um, other than that, you got to fire up Ertz or or Dallas Goddard, if not both. So, any uh, what about the Packers? I mean, obviously you're starting Aaron Rodgers and and Aaron Jones. What about the you know is any other wide receivers you guys have any confidence in with the exception of Devontae Adams? I mean, we know we're firing his ass up. But, you know, Tommy, you're a big Alan Lazard fan. I mean, Robert Tunyon. I mean, who, you know, who's some other guys we can start here? Um, I, like you said, I'm a big Alan Lazard fan. He um, he had a pretty good game the other day. Um, I mean, he, he got in the end zone, you know, uh, uh, four, four catches. Uh, I think he had like 28 yards, but – He's going to get more and more involved in the offense as, as time moves forward also. I mean, he, he's also just coming off of injury. So I think uh, I think Lazard has got to look at, um, especially if you're looking at a flex spot, Lazard can be played, I think. I'm going to I'm gonna go pass catcher but not receiver, and that's Tunyon. Um, you know, that guy, is, he's getting targets. He plays with one of the best quarterbacks in the league. They're an offense that needs pass catchers. Uh, he's come up big multiple times a season. He's a guy that I, I, you're going to have to take his his uh, his lows or you know his lows with his ups, so to speak, or his downs with his ups. But um, he uh, he's a guy that I I have confidence in rolling out. Yeah, he's put up some some great points. Uh, I think he's one of the league leaders in, in touchdown catches at tight end. Um, so, yeah, you were just right. He's a little inconsistent. He either kind of puts up a crappy game or a big game but it's hard to bench that guy unless you have a better option you know so like i said i think we fire up all of our uh all of our packers and uh and and sleep like a baby to be honest with you and then on the flip side man we're not touching any of these eagles players with the exception of dallas goddard and zach Ertz. so that that that's that's what we're rolling with there so you know, that takes care of the 1 o'clock and the 4 o'clock games. We're going to move on to the 8-20 game real quick. Broncos at the Chiefs. We're firing up all of our Chiefs there. I mean, I don't know anyone that's really starting Le'Veon Bell, but uh, we don't really have to tell too many people there. I don't know if I'm really uh, starting McCole Hardman by any means, but 
you know, I think I think Sammy Watkins would be a sneaky little start in this game. When he plays, he gets targets. Yeah, he does. He got seven last week. He always gets them. The dude has a ton of offensive uh, or a ton of athletic ability, but uh, you know, it's just so up and down on what he does with uh, with it. So I think I might would start Tyree Kill. Um, you you know, think, think so? I think I might. Um, I mean, I'll have to look over the you know the matchup yeah, and, and everything exactly. and and make a decision. But can you believe his game last week? Oh, can you believe gosh. the first quarter he had? <laughs> Jeez, yeah, he, oh, uh, my Lord. man, he was killing it. Hey, um, listen, I'm in so many fantasy leagues, all right, and I looked. <laughs> I was, I was, you know, listen, I was at the mall shopping, and I was getting pinged. My phone was going off, and and I saw those numbers, and I said, holy shit, I, I hope I'm not playing against Tyreek in any of my yeah. leagues. So you I'm know, looking. I'm not, uh, I'm, I'm not going to say a whole lot about it, but, uh, you did trade Tyree oh Hill a, a, a couple weeks ago. Um, just saying. I don't think anyone has a bigger troll than you do, Bob, with uh, with Tommy. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, you know, God love him. I mean, we've been we've been boys for twenty or so years. But yeah, oh, I did man. I did make that trade. I think we talked about it a couple of weeks ago in a, in a dynasty league where I traded Tyree Hill for Christian McCaffrey. Okay. I needed help at running back, and I was fairly loaded at wide receiver. You know, I had some pretty decent options there with with Juju, and I think I, uh, gosh, who else? I can't remember who else I had, but I was pretty good at wide receiver. I wasn't hurting, and I could spare someone like Tyreek, and I really needed that running back, and, you know, and McCaffrey was coming back at the time, so, I mean, that was a – Trade a top wide receiver for the guy, the fantasy stud, sounded like a good deal for me. But uh, it's kind of hurt um, because McCaffrey got hurt again. But one more week, Bob. One more week. He's on bye, and then after that, I think he he might actually be back. Yeah, 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 yeah. I hope so. Gosh, I hope so. Man, I hope so. But yeah, yeah. I mean, Tyreek's stardom. I mean, these guys. I mean, McCole Hardman. You probably drop. You're, you're probably not. I don't even. He is droppable, but you're not playing him. Um, you're firing up all of your, uh, you know, your Chiefs. I, anybody on the Broncos? You guys have any interest in Judy, Tim Patrick, Noah Fant? I mean, you know, Philip Lindsay, Melvin Fant, Gordon. I, Fant because tight end is so bad. Um, but uh, other than that, I, I I don't have any interest in any of the other. Do you see any garbage out of, like, Philip Lindsay, you know, because they're probably going to be playing from behind pretty quickly. Um, Do you see any kind of garbage points out of someone like Philip Lindsay or Judy or, you know, even like a Tim Patrick? Tim Patrick's the guy that I would probably have some interest in. I mean, the Chiefs' uh, pass defense is pretty good, but uh, Tim Patrick just seems to score a lot. It seems like him and Drew Locke have a connection, so um, he's probably the only Bronco I would fire up. Interesting, interesting. That's good stuff. To say. But yeah, he has. He's been getting some love, and he gets in the end zone. So, uh, yep. and and this is a game that they're gonna <laughs> they're gonna they're have gonna to play chuck. from behind. Yes, they are. They're gonna be throwing it a bunch. So uh, you know, Tim Patrick might be a sneaky little uh, a good solid uh, flex start. So, all right. So that takes care of the Sunday games. Let's move on real quick to the Monday night games. We've got the Bills at the Niners. I mean, duh, we're starting Josh Allen. But what about these running backs and uh, for for the Bills? Anyone there that stands out to you guys? No, thanks. Nope, I'm not starting them. 
And that makes three of us there. So we're moving <laughs> on. All right. You know, obviously you're firing up Stefan Diggs. Cole Beasley has been a nice little surprise. Gabriel Davis. I mean, this guy came out of yep. nowhere. But, you know, I don't know if, how much I'm starting him. I don't know if he's really flex-worthy yet for me. Um, considering all the options that are out there at wide receiver, but he's—I I love him as a dynasty stash. I really well, do. Well, and also with smoke out of the lineup, Davis could be could be a really good play. With who out of the lineup? Oh, oh yeah, Smokey, 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 yeah, Smokey. Yeah, Smokey. Yep. yeah. You know, it's true. Yep. It's true. But you know, Stephon Diggs and and Cole Beasley, are the only guys that I could probably start in that and. Unless I'm really in a bind, you know, to, you know, to start Gabriel Davis, so I don't know. But I'll tell you, I'm gonna, I'm gonna rock out uh, Raheem Mostert, man. I, you know, I Me had too. him on my IR, and I'm, you know, just like Austin Eckler, I'm glad to see his ass back. So I'm firing just up. A matter Mostert. of time. Yep. I mean, he's probably gonna, <laughs> he'll probably get hurt again. But golly, I'm gonna use him while I can. So you know, I'm, we're firing that guy up, and oh my gosh, Debo Samuel, welcome back as well. I own him in a few leagues. Gosh, I'm glad to see him back. Yeah, me too. Debo is such a beast. He's such a he, man. He's just such a stud. Uh, one yeah. of my he's he's another one of my probably favorite players in the NFL right now. I loved him coming out last year, and uh, love to see that he's healthy again. And if they keep manufacturing touches for him, he's going to keep producing. Him and Brandon Ayuk. Ayuk was was activated off the COVID list today, so it'll be nice seeing the two to together. For, for sure, they can just find a way to get the ball to him. But the good thing about Debo and Ayuk is they both can play close to the line of scrimmage. You can mm-hmm. do those little jet sweeps and wide receiver screens. I mean, you get the ball in their hands, and they're like a running back. Yeah, and their quarterbacks are you know for for the Niners, whoever's you know playing behind center there, whoever it is, they're getting the ball to Debo and Ayuk and Mostert and yep. things like that. So I think you fire up any of those guys with confidence there. Um, I don't know about Jordan Reed, uh, what we're thinking about there at tight end. Um, if he plays, uh, is he projected to come back this week? I'm not 100% sure about that. Yeah, he played last week. He just wasn't real involved. So, Gotcha. Um, I mean, I think, again, if you're streaming tight ends, you could probably do worse. It's, you know, it's not something to get super excited about. But uh, they do they do like to throw the ball to their tight ends. I'm more concerned because of Moster, Debo, and Ayuk all being there. It's, it's going to limit, I think, uh, upside. I absolutely agree. So we're firing up all those guys. Not really, you know, besides the, the – Buffalo backfield, um, who we we just want to stay away from those guys. Everyone else, fire them up and uh, and watch them score, watch them rack up those points. So, uh, you know, we just saw the Steelers play earlier today. So the Washington football team is going to be at Pittsburgh. Listen, you're firing up all of your uh, your Pittsburgh guys. I mean that. Uh, is there anyone that you're benching here? I mean, I think we'll probably see. I'm not 100%. We'll have to double-check and see if um, if James Conner will be eligible to play this Sunday or actually next Monday. I think he should be fine uh, as long as he's COVID-free. Um, I'm not, I don't know if any, either one of you guys know for sure about that, but uh, regardless, if he is coming back, we're firing him up. If not, then Benny Snell is a, is a guy that you can, uh, you can roll with as well. Um, yeah, know. I'm definitely more interested in the pass catchers. I mean, the, the wide receiver trio and even Ebron, um, you know, all just, I think, outstanding, outstanding plays. Washington's defense isn't too bad. They can get after the quarterback, but, uh, yeah, Connor Snell, I don't know. 
see what happens with Connor. What about I guess. the what about the uh, Washington? I mean, what about Washington? Are you are you starting any of those guys? Alex Smith. I mean, obviously you got to roll out there with Gibson, but scary Gibson Perry and McLaurin. Well. Yep. Yeah. That's yeah, probably it. it. I'm calling it right now. Uh, Washington will hand the Steelers their first loss of the season. Wow. Bold. You, uh, yeah, you 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 go into Vegas with that bet. I mean, how confident are you? Uh, about a six out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> Do you got some inside information? <laughs> no, it's just a hunch. Just is a it, hunch. Is it because you're a <laughs> Dallas fan and you just think that the, it could only get worse? Yeah, pretty much. Okay, makes sense. <laughs> That'd be interesting. Yeah, so really, you know, as far as the Washington football team, you're firing up Antonio Gibson, you're firing up Terry McLaurin. That's probably it. Um, Logan Thomas, I'm not too sure about that. But all of your uh, Steelers should be clicking on all cylinders. I know Big Ben has been a little bit of a disappointment lately. Um but it's hard not to it's hard not to play him unless you've got a better option there. So fire up all your Steelers with confidence and Antonio Gibson and Terry McLaurin there. So uh, that leaves us our last game, Tommy versus me. You know <laughs> the Tuesday night game, the Cowboys at the Ravens. Who are we starting in this game, and who are we staying away from? Is it safe to say I don't want to start anybody in this game? That's that's what I was gonna say. What what a what a barn burner this is gonna be. Um, it's ugly. Yeah, I mean, woo. I mean, I guess you could start the you could start Lamar since it's Dallas, uh, but he's yeah. been he hasn't been very good this year, and not knowing how he's gonna feel after COVID. It, I mean, J.K. Dobbins, I you know he should be back, of course. Mark Andrews, I think those guys you could probably fire up. Outside of that, I don't want to start anyone on Dallas. No. You know who's going to be a sneaky good start in this game? Des Bryant. Des oh Bryant. Des Bryant. Fire yeah. up Des Bryant. You're going for the revenge game, huh? He is so going to catch a touchdown in this game. I mean, he didn't catch any passes today, did he? Yeah, well, you had RG3 throwing the damn ball. They didn't, they didn't <laughs> do jack shit with him in there. So, yeah, I mean, that's not saying much. I'm telling you, I'm calling it now. Just like he called out that, that Steelers upset – I'm telling you right now that that Des Bryant is going to catch a touchdown in this game. So interesting, you heard it here. But yeah, I, I agree. Uh, Mark Andrews is someone you can fire up. I, I think you don't have anything to worry about there. Lamar's going to have a pretty decent game. It's hard. you can't bench Lamar on your fantasy. No. You just can't unless you, you maybe can't. pick. If you picked up Justin Herbert off the waiver wire or something, then yeah, that's about the only time you can really you know bench Lamar. But you're firing up Lamar there. I don't I, the, the backfield I'm still a little concerned about. I think you'll be a little disappointed if you start JK Dobbins because I I think that Mark Mark Ingram and, and Gus Edwards are still going to play just enough to where none of these guys are really going to put up a you don't know who's going to score the touchdowns. You know what I'm saying? You know, you're just playing like running back yep. roulette here, you know. Which is rather unfortunate because the Ravens offense is so much better whenever JK Dobbins is on the field. Absolutely. You saw it yep. today when they played Justice Hill. I mean, Tommy, you and I kind of talked about that earlier is, you know, Justice Hill kind of kind of mimics, you know, his game is a lot like J.K. Dobbins and uh, just a shiftier guy, a smaller, shiftier guy. And so, um, you know, maybe that's a sign, but it, it's really, really hard to start one of these Ravens running backs right now. You know, it's, like I said, you're just playing Russian roulette with the running back there. Any, any, 
Any guys for the Cowboys that we can fire up? Is there anyone? Tommy, you're the Cowboys guy. Is there someone that Amari you? Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper. Yeah, I mean, with with Andy Dalton throwing him the ball, maybe uh, Cooper's had a you know pretty decent last couple weeks. Um, I'm not real confident in, in throwing in, in, in their CD Lamb or Michael Gallup right now, um, but possibly Dalton Schultz. So if you're having trouble out of your tight end, um, Schultz could be a play also. Um, he, he may only get you seven, eight, nine points, but that's still seven, eight, nine more points than zero. So, um, I mean, Schultz is a decent enough play, I guess, but I'll say Amari Cooper is probably the, the best play out of anybody on, on the Cowboys team. Yeah, I think another thing to monitor there is the Ravens, you know, the injuries to Brandon Williams and um, Calais Campbell. Um, if for some reason Baltimore doesn't play those guys, then Zeke. I mean, it's hard to bench Zeke anyway, but that will certainly help Zeke, you know, as far as his production. Um, but I just don't have any confidence he can hold on to the ball. Well, you know, we'll see. We'll five, see. But Five lost fumbles already this season. Yeah, it's been a it, it's been an interesting. It's 2020's hit him pretty good. You know, it's hit him pretty well. So uh, just like a lot of folks there, but like I said, if Calais Campbell and Brandon Williams aren't playing for the Ravens, um, that that bodes well for Zeke. That helps him out a lot. I know he didn't do very much last week. I think he had like 2.9 fantasy points in PPR leagues or something, which was just nuts. The week before, he had a great game. So I think that. The Cowboys are probably going to dump off a lot of passes. I think Zeke's probably going to have a lot of little screens and a lot of catches in this game, um, which is going to be cheap, but it's going to be good PPR points. Um, other than that, I don't know any any Cowboys that I'm firing up. I mean, it's hard to bench someone like Amari Cooper. It's just hard to do. Um, well, we're going to be well, playing also, with, uh, a, uh, with the JV offensive line. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, that's why I don't want to fire up any Cowboys. We got uh, our O-line is going to be a bunch of guys you never heard of. It's true. Pretty much. And uh, Bob uh, wants to uh, single me out as being the loser here who roots for the Cowboys, but <laughs> Levi is also a Cowboy fan. So oh, I was I was just going to sit quietly. I was just going to sit quietly and stay out of it. So Well, but, you know, to- Tommy's been talking a lot of that damn smack too, so uh... – you know, we, we you know, we'll see yeah. how it's, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> I'm we'll a, I'm a true Cowboys fan where we don't talk smack because we know that uh, there's so much uh, that can be thrown in our face here. <laughs> Tommy just doesn't mind to have it thrown in his face, I guess. Hey, it's because it's been thrown in mine for the last 15 years. So on. Uh, oh, I hear you, man. Twenty, hear you know, you. 20 plus years. Hey, I do want to say something. You know, welcome to. Um, the Dynasty Pros Fantasy Show, where we're going to give you the uh, upset of the week with the with the Washington football team over the Steelers, and Des Bryant is going to be the sleeper of the week uh, in this Cowboys-Ravens game. I mean, how about those hot takes? All right, I'm, well, I've given a hot take. <laughs> Bob's given a hot take. Levi, what's your hot take for this week? Okay, I'm going to say that the Jets are going to suck. <sighs> Damn, does that, that does, that's, does that work? That's, man. that's ballsy. <laughs> ballsy. Is, is it bold? Is it, yeah. Yeah, I, you know, I don't know. As far as a, a hot take this week, um, yeah, that's uh, that's tough to say. I guess, you know, I'll give you a hot take. I'm, I'm going to say Taysom Hill is going to be the, uh, the, the starter of the week, so to speak, in that Saints-Falcons game. I think Taysom Hill is going to have a really good game. 
Uh, the way that they're, you know, scheming up the offense with him, I, I think he's going to be the player to, to start on the Saints side, and uh, I think he may outscore all the Falcons also. Good to know. Good to know. Well, all right. Well, guys, that does it for today's show. Um, we hope we uh, kind of shed some light on some of these games and help you all out. Um, good luck this week 13. Hopefully it helps uh, propel you guys into the playoffs. Uh, we'll be back next week with some more uh, breakdowns of the following week and really, really touch on the fantasy playoffs leading forward. So for, so, so for Tommy, for myself, for Levi, we want to thank you for listening. Tune in next week. And until then, we are out of here. <laughs>